0: Voice is going to sound kind of crummy on this mailbag. I uh, not only is it 6:30 in the morning, so my voice is pretty low, but I also uh, getting a bit of a cold. Uh, cars had a cold for like two weeks, and uh, I managed to avoid it until now. Uh, hanging out with children all day at my job, I think it's built up my immunity system because they are just germ balls, and uh, my body is constantly fighting off germs this time of year. But It finally got to me, so excuse my voice here and if I sniffle and whatnot. So we got a good mailbag here. We've got a couple of voicemails, some emails, some Twitter messages um, to read about various episodes. First, we've got one from Micah up in Canada. Micah uh, Galizia, who will be appearing on an episode later. I'm blanking on which one's off the top of my head. I got it written down, but I can't remember. Anyway, he has... Uh, something to say about the You Don't Like Me episode. Check it. Greg, it's Mike calling you back from
1: London, Ontario. I'd meant to call sooner, but you were far too prolific a podcaster to keep up with at times. Anyway, I'm all caught up to episode 13 now, and I find it interesting that what sticks with me after the show oftentimes isn't even TMBG related. You know, it struck a
2: chord with me when you said you'd seen Wesley Willis live. That man is an absolute legend. I got to see him back in university as well when he came to call the office here in town, and it was an amazing show. He will be missed. Also, I'm just going to come out and say it, I hate Nirvana. Boom. Mic drop.
1: Don't like
0: Nirvana. I have to ask how old he is because I think that might have a lot to do with it. Okay, and then we got one from Spencer. He hasn't chimed in lately, and and frankly, it was uh, frightening me. But here he is,
3: Spencer. Hey guys, it's Spencer calling about the uh, the most recent episode. Uh, great episode, definitely a different kind of song that requires a different kind of unique episode on your part. Uh, so that was uh, really good and really interesting. Long, but uh, hey, that's uh, that goes with the territory. Um, it's kind of a list song, or more than just kind of, um, which is funny because I was just thinking that Weird Al has some kind of list songs. He has a bunch of list songs where he does list stuff. Melbourne, Melbourne, I, I visited Australia a few years ago and learned that the Aussies like it when you pronounce it Melbourne, not Melbourne like we Americans would love to say given its spelling. Uh Let's see, looking through the lyrics, um, the, the narrator says some things, I can read your mind, I can see the past and the future, I would really love those skills. That would be, that would be really awesome. Like seeing the future and the past, that's like living in the fourth dimension. That's, that's being able to like manipulate and and see in time. And that would be awesome. Greg, you can't float. I can't float either. I've never been able to float. I don't understand why everybody gives me crap about it when I say it, which is not all that often. Um, it's not like I'm walking around the street saying, hey, guys, I can't float. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was funny because I rarely meet people who can't float, not TMBG related. Also, I'm just looking at my notes. Um, you had a Weird Al shout out in your episode, and that was awesome. I, I'm sure those are going to come up relatively often because I think there's a lot of overlap between TMBG fans and Weird Al fans. Um, and lastly, um, oh, just by the way, your guests. Great, great guy. I love that he's, he's willing to listen to more They Might Be Giant. So uh, good, great guest, great guest. Um, and then lastly, your, the cover that you played, that was really awesome that he got it in so quickly. And also, it's just really good. He definitely puts his own spin on it. Again, it might not necessarily be the type of music that I choose to listen to, but I, I love all music. So I, I loved it. I was really impressed with what he did. Um and changing it up just a little bit. Anyway, I'm gonna run looking forward to the next episode. Thanks. Bye.
0: And let's see. On the Twitter, Alistair Kensington had some notes about um well I had something to say about Abby Bash's episodes, uh door to door minotaur. Because Abby and Alistair are good friends and both live in England and uh hang out a lot and such. So, uh, let's see. So, he was a little late to the podcast and has been catching up on episodes. He said, finally catching up with the podcast and heard, your, uh, heard you record your episode super early. He talks about Fang, which even by the time of posting was like six months old. He said he was chuckling at Steve and me going on about the wrong, the rights <laughs> regarding uh, Fangface. He writes the wrongs and wrongs the rights. Alistar here is actually going to be on an art-focused episode with Abby and Henrique. We're going to record a Patreon exclusive uh, for uh, to talk about cover art, uh, T-shirts, merch, kind of stuff, uh, and the art and visual aesthetic, of they might be giants. I'm pretty excited about that one because I'm definitely an art appreciator. I'm not much more than an uh, advanced doodler at this point, but... Um, since I focus so much on the musical aspect of the arts, but uh, I'm excited to hear what those three artists have to say about that kind of stuff. So head over to Patreon.com/slash This Might Be a Podcast. So what Alice had to say in regard to Abby's door-to-door Minotaur episode. In response to the recent wonderful podcast episode, the slow singing in door-to-door Minotaur. It sounds like uh, Flan's trying to sound slow. If you tell a person to talk in slow motion, they'll usually mimic the low-sounding voice and just talk slower, like so. But it can be hard to keep a perfect pace with that actual slow motion. Uh, It's kind of like drawing a line slower. It's kind of like how drawing a line slower will be imperfect, but a quick stroke will be a lot cleaner, if that makes sense. My two pennies on the convo, anyway. It was my first time hearing the song, and it's certainly something. That is true. And then regarding episode four, which was Alienations for the Rich, he said, I heard the, this stuff is so difficult despite sounding easy that Matt, Monta, and I were talking about. Chiming in that that it's a sentiment that's felt in the Coraline community too. Being the Phantom's resident other father expert, a lot of people tell me I've been learning other father's song before complaining about how deceivingly tricky it actually is. Not all of them are newbies either. One guy's quite fluent with piano, and he got it, but it took longer than expected, if I remember correctly. I've tried my hand when uh, I tried learning piano and realized quickly that it wasn't going to happen. Interestingly, it's not uncommon for those same people in the Coraline community to actually find a TMBG through the movie, which is always lovely to see. It's how I got into them, and I think it's how Abby did too. I know it was part of it. Also about the cunt conundrum, which feels like an even worse word to say, uh, when I'm here by myself, it is actually pretty common over here to use cunt in jest. I use it a ton, but also know that for every person who uses it, there's a parent in the background disapprovingly claiming you can't say that. That's a horrible word. (laughs) Okay. So thanks, Alistair Kensington. And let's see, I think that'll about do it. Please, uh, Everybody, go um, rate us on iTunes. Go on there, please, and give us a five-star rating and write a review. That would be awesome. It'll only take you a minute. So get with us on Twitter. That's where most of the conversations take place. It's at This Might Be a Pod. Facebook.com/slash This Might Be a Podcast. Uh, send us your feedback to uh, our email. That's the easiest way for me to keep track of this stuff rather than scrolling through Twitter DMs. It's This Might Be a Pod at Gmail. And then, of course, you can leave voicemails. I love the voicemails. I love people getting their actual voice on the episodes. And you can call us at 224-801-2930. 224-801-2930. Now, enjoy our first live episode on Don't Let's Start here in Lafayette. Don't, don't,
4: don't let's start. This is the worst part.
0: Alright, thank you everybody. I'm Greg Simpson. I'm the host of This Might Be a Podcast. And this is our first live episode. Uh, Episode 14, I think. I don't even know. Uh, So let me just introduce our roundtable here. We're going to be talking about They Might Be Giants. Specifically, the They Might Be Giants song Don't Let us Start. I will play the video for that in a minute. Uh, First up... My name's Greg. We got a couple other Gregs. This guy's name is Greg Moore. Hi, I'm Greg. He's the guy that picked the song, uh, and then I stole it from him and said, uh, we're going to have a bunch of people talk about it. I'll never forgive you for this. I know, right? So Greg is the co-owner of Noisy Chairs Recording Studio in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah, look at that. They're good, right? They do stuff. He's (laughs) He's pl- <laughs> he's played in a lot of bands. We've played in bands together. Our first, po- my first podcast ever was with this guy. It was called Two Gregs One Podcast. R.I.P. 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 And, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, okay, Greg Moore, everybody. Hey, yeah. hey. He's 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 the second best Greg up here. I don't know. Lindbergh's maybe Fuck like you. okay. <laughs> Only because I haven't known Greg Lindbergh the, as long, I guess. So I don't know. Then we got Dana Williams. Hello, on everybody! And Dana is an accomplished violinist and a loop artist. Uh, and she uh, recently became a music journalist for Specator. Is that how you pronounce it?
5: TheSpectator.com The
0: Spectator. Really? Is that is that misspelled? <laughs> yeah. The spec-
5: Specta- It's spelled like tour. The Spectator. Oh, the Spectator. Spectator. Com. The Spectator. You should
0: have told me that ahead of time. I'm looking at that. Like, I'm what sorry, the hell Gregory. is that? The Spectator. I still can't say it. <laughs> Dana Williamson, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we've got. Another Greg, Greg Lindbergh. Let's hear for all the Greg. We got Greg. Greg. That's a good name. Let's hear for the name Greg. Greg. Our moms and dads picked a good name, right? Okay. (laughs) You really want me to read all this verbatim? (laughs) Okay. Greg Lindbergh is a local avant garde musician and stand up comedian. Greg was hit by a truck when he was a baby, and his mom smoked pot while she was pregnant with him. He is fine. He he is the co-host of the podcast about the band Crazy Town called Crazy Townies that it created as a dying wish of his friend, Danis. So, Greg Lindberg, everybody. Hello.
6: How much of that is true? It's all true.
0: (laughs) That is is brutal. So, (laughs) we're going to be talking about the song Don't Let Start." It was the first, uh, what, huh? I'm also here. Oh, Scott. How's it it's going? It's out of order. Oh, shit. I'm also Someone else here in the table. We love you, there. Scott. <laughs> He's hiding. We got Scott Curry on the end. Scott is a fixture of the Bloomington, Indiana music scene. Scott is a multi-instrumentalist. Uh, I most idolize his banjo playing skills, and you're going to hear some of those later. Scott Curry down at the end. Thank you. I am
1: here. <laughs>
0: Getting a little ahead of myself here. So let's play uh, Don't Let's Start. This is the 1986 hit. We're going to talk all about it tonight. Uh, So there's John Linnell with some carpet on his head or something. Here we go. So let's see what this volume is like. Nick, you ready? All right.
4: Night I don't around I've done everything I can do World destruction over an armature And do I need about to 15 need this stop I don't, 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 let's start He says the word
0: for the DVD player. Yeah. Good job, DVD player. My computer didn't freeze up, so yeah, here for my laptop, not shitting shit in the bed. This laptop's a piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> Thank it's, you, laptop. It's old. There's the podcast logo, so that's cool. I made that. Uh, a ripoff of the Flood logo, but we're not talking about Flood. We're going to talk about Don't Let star, but first... I
2: refuse to move on until we... What what is that? Whose face is that? We will that talk about that when we we'll get to the music video. I
5: got that, don't worry.
1: I got a lot of questions about that guy. Okay. But well, we we'll we'll, we
0: will get to that. And nobody is allowed to talk unless I
2: tell you to talk. I did say I refuse oh, to man. move on, but I will move on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. It's a good thing we're all on a separate track.
2: It's okay. a Greg Bellion.
0: Thanks to uh, Nick is running sound here. Nick. Thank, thank, you, Nick. thank you Nick. Oh my Thanks god. Thanks Nick.
1: Saved the day.
0: Okay. So first we're going to discuss our fandom of the band They Might Be Giants. They've been a band since 1983, when most of us were uh, like babies or not 82, born yet. So, 82. 82? My dial-a-song magnet says 83.
5: They've been installing and servicing Melody Are you sure? Since Stop the podcast. We okay. have to solve right. this
0: controversy right. before Just start we do over. anything. Just I'll start over. I'll cut it out and post. Don't worry. I'll it's, cut it's it, all it out good. in editing. No biggie. So, anyway, a long time ago, and uh, we're only kind of old, so uh, so let, we're gonna talk about when we got into the band, what album or song we remember hearing first, and what drew us to the band, They Might Be Giants, initially. So, They Might Be Giants started as John Linnell and John Flansburg in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we, uh, let's talk about, um, let's talk to Greg Moore first, cause he picked the song hey fellow Greg uh,
2: w- what's your relationship to the band they might be Giants? I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this out loud for people to boo me I, I mean I'm as cash as it gets boo. I, don't, I don't own a they boo. might be Giants album I, boo. I, I don't I like them <laughs> but God I don't damn better I have uh, no commitment and I have no business being on this panel. He's like, I'm gonna pick the biggest song that they had first. I had no it. idea. I didn't know it's that fine. this was like a favorite song of people's. I just this is the one I know. Well, I mean, I would call it their first hit, essentially, right? Their first hit. Um, I'll take your word for that.
0: It got MTV play in 1986. We'll talk about the video later. Yes. Uh, is that all you got? That's all I've got. I mean, how, what else could I have? I don't know. Well, how old were you when you first heard them, or when do you remember first hearing them? Do you remember?
2: Uh, nine ninety four. I do remember. My sister had this friend who was really into them, and we went on vacation, and she played one of their albums. And the only thing I remember about it was that your racist friend song. Your racist friend. I, I remember it sort of making my parents a little uncomfortable. I guess. <laughs> But that's it. <laughs> it's not pro-racism.
1: <laughs> people anti-racist don't... Racist it's anti-racist friends.
0: Some not... people
2: are just scared when the word racism gets mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, not, I can't. It's not, uh,
1: it's not called my
6: racist friend.
2: <laughs> yeah, called, I, I, don't, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I just remember it was that song that says something. I think something. it's because
6: they were at a party. Parents don't like parties. It, oh, okay. No.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. That's
0: the problem, All right? Okay. So see, that's the kind of content I'm looking for. Uh, you gave me Perfect. a year, right? Your, yeah, your sister's friend. Okay, the year so, was wrong, but they don't know that. You don't need to say that. Don't say that. Just blurt out anything. Uh, so, Dana, uh, tell us about your uh, relationship to They Might Be Giants. When and how did you get into They Might Be Giants?
5: It wasn't very long ago. It's about a year and a half ago. I saw them all the time on MTV when I was a kid. I watched 120 Minutes religiously, so I knew who they were, but for some reason I never got into them. And I'm kicking my own ass every day for that. But um, I was looking at the 120 Minutes archive, and I saw this song called The Statue Got Me High. And I was like, what the hell? I have to hear this. And I I, I didn't feel one way or the other about it, but... YouTube is good and it showed me more and more and I spent an hour just going down the rabbit hole and I heard you probably get that a lot and um, Cloisonne, and a bunch of the join us era stuff would you be
2: as big a fan if you didn't have YouTube no wow. bless God, you, God YouTube. bless you YouTube yes.
1: Totally. Yeah,
0: getting into the band in the YouTube yep. and Spotify
2: era. Yep. Give it up for YouTube.
1: Yeah, hey.
0: yeah. Now Google owns it. Let's give it up for Google. Why not? Yeah. Mega corporations. Yes. They need it. They might be giants love corporations, I'm assuming, right? I mean... <laughs> the corporations have the music, I think it's called. Right, yeah. They have a song about that. It's called Businesses Are People Too. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Yep, so I should say I got into them long before the YouTube era in 1993. My friend Patrick got me into them. On the Anna Ng episode, I talk all about that. How uh, he's the, I think, the o- one of the only people that have been on the podcast that actually been into them longer than me. So, sick brag. I need to find more uh, <laughs> old people to be on this show. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Greg
6: Lindbergh, how, when, why, what did you get into? They might be giants. Uh, well, I am 33, like the William Patrick Corgan song. And uh, I, uh, like a lot of people, got into them from hearing them on Tiny Tunes, which you've heard a lot about on the cast already. Yeah, Tiny Tunes. Yeah, so I, I go into it a little bit on an upcoming episode on uh, Working Undercover for the Man. Really love that song, but uh, that episode's coming out soon, yeah, soon. So, yeah, with Tiny Tunes, I went down a, a similar rabbit hole, but with uh, Buster Bunny and Babs Bunny, and uh, the literal literally. rabbit hole, and the, yes, and then uh, I got into them in college working at the local radio station at Ball State, and then YouTube, definitely. I mean, I'm probably even less casual than the other Greg, but. I, I'm i I'm definitely a big fan. I just uh I think this podcast makes me uh, into them even more, so thank you I've, Greg for I've, that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well sure thing. I've um I will not rest until everybody in the world <laughs> All the Greg's, is a super every fan. Every Greg I'm in the looking, world. I'm making deep eye, eye contact with Greg Moore right now. I don't uh, mind. <laughs> but I've had other people tell me that, like uh Andy Howard that plays saxophone in Outdoor Vlore with us, he's like, I was only kind of a fan, but now I think I'm really a fan, so I'm like Yes, so you're doing good work. I yeah, I do. And honestly, I'm pretty great. And I'm I'm the best Greg that's sitting up here. I'm gonna <laughs> quit. I'm gonna walk off. <laughs> so uh, let's talk to Scott. Scott, uh, tell you know people may or may not have heard the episode. This is Scott from the famous Scott Curry from the. By the time you get this, all right. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. So. Sit down. so Why don't you tell us, uh, anyway, again, how you got into the band?
1: Oh, yeah, same deal. Tiny Tunes, 100%. Um, I just assumed that they were a made-up band by a cartoon show, and then I think I was at, like, a Walmart and noticed that there was a new album from a band I thought was only on TV. Uh, Factory Showroom, I guess. So whenever that came out is when I started. What's that, 90... Something you tell me, I don't Tiny know. Tiny Toons, no, uh, the that factory 91? showroom. I don't oh, know, it th- was 96. 96, that's I that's, saw them my name. on
5: um, liquid television on MTV.
1: Oh, hell yeah, it
5: was the Istanbul video.
1: Nice.
5: I remember that from being a kid, but I don't know, I don't know why I didn't get into it. I'm so sad, I'm so sorry.
1: Thank God for cartoons. <laughs>
0: Uh, Animaniacs and Tiny Tunes were back to back, and that was my jam. I'll tell you.
5: Come home from school. Oh, sorry, I learned a lot from those songs in anim-
0: Animaniacs too. Like you learned all the presidents. The presidents. Yes. Countries of the
2: world. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Good stuff. Uh, cheeses, I think too. Cheeses? <laughs> yeah, they had the song about cheeses, right? I'm oh. not crazy, right? Did they? Uh, um, Maniacs, I I where they name all one. the weird cheeses. I, uh,
5: <laughs> okay, maybe. Can, yeah. I mean, I you.
2: might be really high. I don't know.
5: Oh.
1: That,
2: that was well, Cheese che- huh.
5: <laughs> You're
0: thinking of a different show. That's a no, different I show.
6: It's, you I believe. I think you Greg, that was Jesus I'll freakazoid. look it up
5: when I get home or tomorrow. All right.
0: When all right, right. Let's pull it back together here. So, okay. So I think um, we're going to play the demo version of this real quick, which is a very short Oh my God. Uh, the demo from 1985 of "Don't Let's Start." Uh, let's check that out. Are we ready for sound?
7: Okay.)
1: Uh. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh.
4: Don't, don't, don't let's start. This is the worst part. I could leave for all the world that you are my precious little girl, but don't, don't, don't let's start. I've got a weak heart and I don't get around how you get around.
1: feels like a ballad. It's like the saddest thing I've ever heard. so slow. Oh my god.
4: It's
5: so much more uh, melancholy. Yeah, man,
1: I want to hug him. What? He needs a hug.
5: I
7: mean, yeah. yeah.
1: I do like that very last noise that comes up. The little, the yeah, I like that a lot. So that's a minute
2: and ten seconds long. Yeah, but Christ, that is the saddest that, fucking song yeah, in the where world. did you get I that, I don't understand how it? they got the fun song out of the de- depressingest song I've ever okay, heard in my yeah. life. Yeah, hold, on, hold, on, hold on.
0: Damn. So, uh, <laughs> for reference, the single was two minutes and thirty-five seconds, and this demo was only a minute and ten seconds. So let's just say they, that's ex- half. they expanded what? it a little bit. You know, a little bit.
2: Uh... Who's got thoughts on the demo? Let's uh, not all shout out at once. I, think, I feel like we've all already expressed our thoughts on the demo. It's depressing. I
6: like depressing stuff yeah. a lot. I mean, that's what they're good at, <laughs> yeah. is depressing yeah. stuff.
5: As long as I'm not crying, I'm okay with it. There's only one, that, one of their songs that really makes me cry, and it's not this one, so I'm good.
6: <laughs> only one of their songs makes you cry? Yeah. I think oh, it okay. sounds uh, kind of modern, almost. like I'd like to add like a emo rap like, element to the end? <laughs> right.
2: Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To Post Malone? Is Dude, that yes, that guy? Yes,
6: absolutely. Let's do, do it. Little Peep sample that? Bring him in.
1: <laughs> oh, no, man, whoever wrote that demo, like, needs, like, a hug and a talk. I want to sit down with them and be like, like, hey, buddy, how's it going? You, wa- you want to talk about it? Like... <laughs> All right, but do we think that, I mean, they could have just
0: ditched that as a demo. Do you think that laid the base for what would become their first hit song? I mean... I never would have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed. Really?
2: Yeah. From that, you'd be like, uh, let's not put that one on the album. Yeah, Linnell, take that to your diary. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, poor, presumably poor they just thought, let's speed it up and make it in a higher yeah. key, and yeah, and that's yeah. what they did. I mean, clearly, the melody and the harmonic progression are
0: there, and I think you could hear the hook in the melody to know just like, we need to give it a kick in the ass, and we need like a bridge...
1: So. I like that they took the bridge and kind of like pushed it back because it's right. like right away and it, it, yep. it's just... Yeah, it's like you, that needs to wait. You got to wait on that like that's level true. of nihilism. Yeah, that's Push true. It, away. It, is,
0: it is already in there. It's almost like a yep.
2: second like verse or something yep. rather than... Yeah. It's almost like they're good at arranging songs. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. Really? <laughs> Who would have ever Imagine thought? Imagine a
2: world where... <laughs> okay, so... Um,
5: <laughs>
0: So let's talk about the studio version of the song, the one off of their 1986 self-titled album, sometimes called The Pink Album. Uh, they Might Be Giants' first album. Don't Let's Start was the fourth track. Uh, I know Dana will probably cor- correct me if I'm wrong, and that woman's just gonna keep <laughs> going. <laughs> You're now on the podcast, so there you go. Uh,
5: so, so congratulations. <laughs> let's, let's
0: first talk about uh, musical elements before we jump into lyrics. Lyrics are a big part of discussing "They Might Be Giants," but uh, thinking about the studio version, uh, Nick, would I be able to if I play this? Could you lower it to like a background volume? Uh, I'm going to play the studio version. We can talk over it.
2: When are we going to talk about the guy? When are we going to talk about I'll the guy's there. weird I'll get fucking face? I swear face.
1: to God, it's going to happen. I promise. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. i got a bombshell to drop about that guy.
0: Okay, so we heard the slow demo. Here's the album version. Uh, what? Uh, what do you think about the musical arrangement that makes this song special? Let's go to Scott
1: first. I have my hand up. <laughs> go, Scott. I have my hand up for this one. I I noticed, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I noticed on this version, it seems to be very much like standard instrumentation. Drums, guitar, there's no, like, accordion, there's no weird stuff going on in the instrumentation that I can hear.
0: I believe it's even an actual bass guitar. There you go, and that's even weird, especially
1: for the era. Now, like, my question is, like, was that on purpose, like... Did they take that demo to somebody and they said, you know what, boys, I love it. Let's actually put a band with it. Maybe let's not just use synths. Like, they cut out, like, everything that kind of makes them, you know, a, a new wavy sounding band and made it into, like, a rock and roll single, sort of. Right. I was thinking. And it's, it, it's certainly strange for them, especially at the time, to have just, like, a standard, you know, instrumentation. Right. Well, if I'm remembering correctly, Bill Krauss
0: was the guy that oh, helped, Bill. helped engineer engineer the record. He worked with them during a lot of the duo era, but not not since. So Bill Krauss may be the one to blame for them taking some of the weirdness out of it. But he may also be partially responsible for helping speed up the tempo. So, sure. you know, it's hard to say. But, yeah, maybe they heard it as a single, and they're like, we want it to sound like they might be giants, but not too weird. We want to get to the MTVs and to the kids
1: so I mean mm-hmm. like
0: let's make it sound like a, a nice pop rock song, but still they might be
2: giants. Kids like
1: rock and roll. They want to listen to rock and roll guitars. Yeah. yeah. Get so, them out there.
2: I think the guitar I mean the guitars are still super new wavy. Like even without the sense and stuff, the guitars still have that like weird eighties quirky new wave thing. To sure. Them. That's what grabbed trebly, me about very... it when I first heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys feel free to
0: Google stuff. My phone is currently uh, the Facebook live feed. So, if I there's don't there are any facts that you need to correct, I've just got my notes free. that I wrote. Yeah, Fact There's checker. no way to find out. He's got notes. Okay. <laughs> we'll never know. So, it still has a very prominent drum machine. I mean, they didn't go, like, okay, we're going to make it a hit. Let's get a live drummer in here. They waited yeah. quite a while before they got a live drummer in the band. Uh, so, but maybe in the 80s, it wasn't as weird. If a band started up with a drum machine in, like, the grunge era and put yeah. out their first record, like, they lived through the grunge era. But if you came out with your first single with, like, this drum machine, that's a pretty primitive drum machine.
1: Yeah, they would have, like, and laughed like, you off the stage right, in, like, 95 like or whatever. They right. would have, like, kicked you out of the club.
0: Yeah. Even, like, post-Nevermind, like, post-Nirvana. Yeah. You know, they had three albums out before Nirvana hit, so they were already established. But Take you, that, Nirvana. I mean, if you heard Dave Grohl playing drums and then followed by Don't Let Start, and you're like, what is this? Where's the drummer? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it would have been different. In 86, drum machines were still pretty, you know, pretty standard or like electronic drums, right?
6: When this single came out, were they being compared to like other bands? Like if you like this band.
5: Just the Eurythmics.
1: Just the Eurythmics, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, they just
5: need
0: a rhythm
1: section, put a one-out out for one.
5: Yeah, I uh, like that a lot
0: <laughs> Dana Dana you want to tell us a little bit more what do you like about the uh, the musical elements and the arrangements of the song oh
5: um, well, I like the whole thing there's not one particular musical aspect that stands out to me because I just love the whole thing but I noticed that it's very um, there's it has that early TMBG thing that they had to do because of Dylas song and their machine would shut off if they didn't have quick quick uh, you know, heavy something going on because if it got too quiet or the notes got too long, the machine would shut off. So you can yeah, tell. I, think I
0: thought like, oh, you're done talking. Yeah. You're done recording yeah. your answering machine right. message. Yeah. So they had to keep it loud and uh, short. Yeah, they say staccato yeah. sounds, yeah. right?
5: So I hear that in this. I think that kind of informed their you know music making for a long time. Um, it's just good. Just, it, it makes me feel good to hear it's it. It's just
0: good. It's all just right.
5: damn good times.
0: Podcast over. That's all I need to say. It's good.
5: It's good. Dana out. Uh, mic drop. It, it's a good song.
1: Uh, d- please don't actually drop the mic. Greg Lindbergh. No, no, gotta, no, 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 no. You, no, no, you no, got any no, more
6: no. thoughts on the <laughs> studio version? No, I mean, to me, like uh, like how I said I came into it, Like, it sounds uh, definitely like uh, I feel like punk elements in there. But uh to me it's a Screamo song, so I hear it completely different <laughs> than probably everybody else.
0: I can definitely hear it like I mean they <laughs> they grew up on punk and like everything. I think they probably just devoured music in general. But Flansburg's guitar playing on this is very like kind of just pointy and jagged and very That's kind of right. like really it's I don't not pointy is like, the
5: word.
1: That is the word.
0: I wanna know a bands... Yeah. what what do you think of like a band you would relate to like from they might be giants that had a guitar style like that. Like To me, like maybe Gang of Four or something. The Jam? The Jam, sure. I like, don't know. Like those mod? yeah, sure. Like those
6: real sharp hits. I was going to say, it's the like uh, they might be giants. Yeah, they sound like they might be giants. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like the Talking Heads on Speed, which is yeah. weird. That's, yeah, that's it, fair. I was going to say
5: Talking Heads a little bit. Um, that's I don't fair. know. What's that band that does the. Uh, you're going to kill me because I don't know this. Rock the Casbah. The Clash.
0: The Clash. The
5: clash. Okay, yeah. <laughs> kind of the guitar I'll, style reminds me of that. I'll that out. As Boo. As Boo. I'm sorry. I, I'm, yeah, sorry. I it's just okay. could not think of it. It was okay. escaping my brain.
6: Will Smith did a cover of it, so. Oh,
2: Are you serious?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Of what? L- of we'll words. do an episode on that later. Holy okay. Damn. That's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, Willinium podcast. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, OK, so um, Scott, did you have anything else to say about the musical Arranger?
1: Just that I was surprised at how normal the instrumentation was. That's really what stuck out to me.
0: Yes. Does anybody here, especially the performers, does anybody else have something to say out there in the crowd about Don't Let Start? Jerome? Here's Jerome.
4: You know, this song, like, drags you along. Like, those staccato notes at the beginning into that descending, that, like, uh, chromatic descending part, it, like, kind of stutters at the beginning and then it, like, drags you down into the chorus. Kind of becomes a regular rhythm. It's very pleasing.
1: Yeah, what am I doing up here? Get him up here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, Sid. Sid Punk, he's going to be performing There's later as There's a line of, well. like, a hundred people I right now. I enjoy
2: your Let's pants. Sing. Those yeah, are excellent I know. pants. <laughs> one at
0: a
1: time, one at a time. The line is out the door.
0: Sid, uh, uh, what do you, what do you think? The greatest new wave line of all time. Okay. Oh go. hell yeah! Wow. That's a nice definitive statement. I like that because <laughs> I intro the podcast saying it's a song by song podcast about the greatest band of all time. So I mean, we might as well just say it's the best new wave uh, song ever, right? Okay. Right. Fine. Yeah. Baseline. The baseline. The baseline. Oh, I thought you were saying it set the baseline for what new wave. You didn't think could that. be. I'm just covering my ass, man. Just shut up. Shut. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into uh, the lyrics, please. Now, please. Uh, the lyrical elements of the song. Does anyone have a favorite lyric? A favorite line Duh. or rhyme or. Deputy dog, dog ding, ding dog, dog getting ding, That's the Sugar Hill Gang That's- moment. <laughs> yeah, I like, like that. I so like that
6: salt part a lot now because I'm doing the Crazy Town podcast, so that like feels like a precursor to new metal to me. But uh, <laughs> my my favorite line is the um, cat cat food in your bank because I've ate cat yeah. food and I know what it tastes like. To have oh, a lot double. of that, what, I think what, oh, what, every, stop
1: everything!
6: <laughs> <laughs> wow, hold
1: and, the podcast. And if anyone wants to double check a lyric, I have <laughs> this right. what, what uh, would you I'm... say cat food tastes like?
6: Uh, like uh tuna with <laughs> tuna. <a> bad tuna. <laughs> was it <laughs> the crunchy that's kind or, can tuna? or was it
5: the canned kind? Yeah. I think
6: uh, I think my parents like said they'd give me five dollars if I'd eat it. oh nice. So they, they, okay. You only
5: got five dollars for
0: maybe, it maybe. I don't
6: know. <laughs> Probably you, less than that. They might not have even followed through on the $5? No, $5. they didn't fall through. But I, I do like... I like the whole cat metaphors there. I, yeah, right? I can grasp onto that. Yeah, there.
0: and then there's also... I mean, there's a lot of animal type...
2: You are an animal? Yeah. You mean that? Exactly. Well, also the deputy... There you go. The deputy dog. Come daughter, on Cash. Uh,
0: The tail that wags the hound... Why are there so many goddamn animal things in this song? Does anybody...
5: I will get into that when we talk about the... uh, Oh, is that what part we're on? The what? The interpretation (laughs) part? Okay, okay. no, it's it's because... Please interpret. Go for it. What I think the song is about, the narrator is in a relationship with somebody that is never satisfied with anything and is always trying to pick a fight. And... uh, He's just comparing it to, like, you know, what are you, an animal? I mean, you just care about these basic things. You just want to fight. But my favorite lyrics are, no one in the world ever gets what they want. Everybody dies frustrated and sad, and that's beautiful. Uh, Because it is beautiful.
0: Agreed. Yeah. That that lyric, I mean, being the first song that a lot of fans um, heard, uh, imagine hearing that for the first time. Sandwiched between like I don't know poison and like early guns and roses. I mean yeah. I don't, like But like I don't imagine
2: fun. that was happening. Yeah. I don't know. Was
0: it where's Dave? Where's Dave Banger? Dave, man. Dave, Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> well, Dave the I mean Dave that got us written up in the journal and courier. I first like got in contact well, I've been Facebook friends with him, but he tweeted something about this song being like you know what got him into the band and how it really took him by surprise when he heard it on mtv um or maybe heard it on the radio but either way it was the first time he heard the band and whatever they were playing at the time i doubt there were any big singles where people were saying everybody dies frustrated and sad like no record executive would be like yeah. Hey, you know, we need people to be really depressed right now. Yeah. So, th- that's something that I
5: really well, maybe, yeah. And I don't think that was necessarily the intention. I think it was just a uh, a, a truth because yeah, totally. you know, he's saying, you know, get uh, I, I mean not get over it, but hey, listen, everybody dies frustrated and sad. Nobody ever gets what they want, so just don't start.
6: And it's beautiful.
5: Don't start with me.
6: I, I don't beautiful. think I don't think people were listening to the lyrics even back then though, like I think they're probably like I. I I'm not gonna hey, listen we to were. the Smiths. They're all depressing. But this song, this is great. That's one they, thing that it,
1: I that I really like about this band, and and what I like in general in music, and what I try to do when I write music, is to have kind of like a a peppy, poppy, upbeat song. Like the melody is is very rock and roll, very upbeat, but the lyrics are very. Uh, Realistic, or nihilistic, or existentialist, or just absurd. Sure, like I don't want to live in this world anymore. Yeah. And that's like that's the bridge. It's like the it, apex of the melody. It's like the highest yeah, notes. it's it, it's, and, it's the sol- It's the best bridge of any song that I can name off the top of my head. Where and, they're just like, fuck it man. I, yeah. I'm done. I'm done with all this. And honestly, we'll talk about the it bridge. Put
5: that in the fuck it bucket. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about
1: the video, but the fact that he sings
0: those lines while writhing around in pure yeah, joy with totally. a huge
5: smile
1: on yeah. his face. Yeah.
0: I don't want to live in this we'll world anymore. anymore. And he looks so happy about it.
1: Yeah. No, like, the the, the, the juxtaposition between Like, that happy music and that dark lyricism is something that really draws me to the band in the first place. So, like, this song's a really good example of that for that reason. Like, to be able to point at it and say, literally, the the title of the song is Don't Let's Start. You're exactly right. It's totally an argument that is being diffused in the moment. It's somebody saying, good for fuck's sake, can we just not even start? Can we just... Can we just not start with this already for god's sake? Everything's terrible. All I have is cat food in my fucking bank account. <laughs> I Everything's bad. Everyone dies. I don't want to live here anymore. Dare near to dare 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 near to dare like
6: it's <laughs> I think we're driving people out of the bar. <laughs>
1: Goodbye. <laughs> hey, we goal. didn't
6: write the song. We're just talking about it. <laughs> uh, see, going going along with that though. Like I feel like this song what they did from the demo to the to this single Is like the antithesis to everything that they do for me. That uh, this these lyrics are brilliant. Like you don't even understand them until you've like listened to it many times and read them over. Like when he does "Don't" and like does the letter for each. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like D.
0: World destruction over over and overture. overture. N. Do I need
6: apostrophe T? Need this
0: need this torture. It's
6: very easy to ham that up and do that poorly. Like. Oh, totally. Yeah. That could have
1: sucked.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that could have really sucked. Yeah, that could have totally sucked, but...
0: What, what do we make of uh, Greg Moore's... Thanks, man. What do we make of Greg Moore's favorite line talking about... Uh, could believe for all the world that you're my precious little girl. That's Aww, dumb. That's Greg Moore so told cute. me personally that it's that's, his that's favorite dumb. part. That's dumb, Greg Moore. I did Moore. not.
2: I absolutely did not say that's that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, Greg Moore. We were talking, we were talking about <laughs> covering it, and I said... And I said, I don't think I can credibly sing that line, so I won't do it. That's what the weird thing is about this song, is so many of their lyrics
1: are, like, sarcastic. sarcastic? sarcastic. So many of them are sarcastic, and so many of their songs are, like, unreliable narrator. But I feel like this one is, like, full-on sincerity, especially hearing that demo, where he's clearly fucking sad as shit. Like, this is the one where it's like, this is real, for God's sakes, for all the world... So who is John Linnell's precious little girl, then? The States? His
2: cat. The cat? <laughs> He's having a hard time with his cat. Yeah, his, his cat is dying. I, I don't like is to speculate. It? Yeah, And yes. his, his
7: cat is really sad about
1: yes. it? Yes. <laughs> I don't like this song anymore.
5: Shut it down. You done Shut ruined it, it. Podcast
2: is over. <laughs> I find their Shut- lyrics to be inscrutable, and I don't think about them.
0: I just it's, I don't. It's funny. People either think a lot about the lyrics or still love them and don't think about the lyrics at all. It's weird because I think a lot of big fans think about them as like, oh, their lyrics are so great, but with how many people I've talked to like 30 different people for the episodes that some haven't been released yet, there've been quite a few people who say that exact
2: thing. They're like, I love the words, but I don't try to dig into them too much. I hear them like painting. Kind of, you know, like a painting. painting. That's great. yeah, they're just there, yeah. and they... that's another
1: Talking Heads kind of thing. Like that was the same deal. Like they kind of just wiped all their lyrics in like a kind of collage, and yeah. then it's just like an experience as opposed to like a, a novel. It's not like Dostoevsky. It's more like Rothko. We're gonna hear about that's for the highbrow lady. people in the Mr. crowd. Uh, anybody, Derek, anybody.
0: Mister <laughs> Derek Shirts is gonna teach teach us about uh, James Ensor, a famous Belgian painter. <laughs> Later, when he plays it uh, with okay. his ukulele, so in his so, weird relationship to painting. his mother, I just had to pitch to that painting reference. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so let's talk about anything else about the lyrics before we. Uh, I just, just
5: uh, when I first was actually paying attention to the song, because of course I heard the song when I was a kid, a little kid. Um, I they went by so fast. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. Oh yeah. But the part I liked totally. the best when I first was starting to take it in was the sket part, the dibba dibba dee part. but then now, um, now when I hear it, it's almost like it's slowed down. It's like in the Matrix when it's moving so fast, it goes slow.
2: You mean I can slow songs down?
5: I know kung fu. No, <laughs> Just because
0: uh, you know it so well, you mean?
5: Yeah. Yeah, and, but it took a minute.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took about a year, no, no. if you've only been a fan for a year just, and a half.
5: Are you going to ever give me a break? Like,
0: No, it just blows my mind. But I'm glad you found it better <laughs> yeah, late than never.
5: I'm, I'm here, and I'm glad about yeah. it, and I have a whole bunch of new friends now. So. <laughs> I almost
0: envy you,
1: because it's Aww. like, a oh, whole new world. just so oh, many songs fantastic. to dig into. Paul you Paul like that in. Aladdin reference? Yeah. Nobody can do Aladdin right. <laughs> That was really good. I've got a
0: kid now. I'm going to have to start watching Disney movies. No, you don't have to. I guess not. the. can if you want. We'll just watch the DVDs that came with the They Might Be Giants kids albums. We'll just watch those. They're really good. All right. Anybody out there have anything, any comments on the lyrics? Everybody is
1: naked in the audience. The only thing, I I do want to add something about the lyrics real quick. Sure. For that, uh, the uh, letter breakdown, D-O-N-Apostrophe-T. I'm really glad that they included the apostrophe. They're the only band I know that would include the apostrophe because what I consider them to be are lyrical completionists.
5: Yeah, They're going to yeah. put
1: every lyric in there that needs to be there and no more. Yeah,
5: Linnell That's could important. have never let that go.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't forget the apostrophe. That's all.
5: Uh, punctuation's
0: important. That's all. Hey, Hey, Frank Muffin. Hey, Frank Muffin. Do these guys, Brittany and Hans sing the song. They're going to be singing the song to start off the tribute portion. Do you guys have any thoughts about the lyrics in this song? What's your favorite to sing? Yeah. Favorite part of the melody? You got anything? Yeah, you do. Get up here. Come on. Nothing? Okay. I'll cut that part out. (laughs) That didn't work as well as last time I pitched to the audience. Jerome's giving me the finger. I don't appreciate this at all. It seems fair. I am going to take my <laughs> podcast and go home. It's a very unruly <laughs> To where I usually do the podcast,
6: <laughs> at my home. <laughs> I don't have anything else about the lyrics, but Greg Simpson has been shuffling 25 pages of documents this whole oh, podcast. I I, Can't do a podcast without an, documents. What an amazing organizer. Everybody give a big hand to Greg Simpson. Oh. Thank you, Greg
5: Simpson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my dad whistling extremely loud. I was going to drop the mic and I think I probably clipped the mic. I'm not (laughs) sure. Uh, Okay, so um, let's talk about the music
1: video. Please.
5: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Nick, I'm going to have the music video just play in the background. If you you could do the lower the volume again, just get it down there. So let me get this up here. I want to talk about Flansburg's
1: teeth. Yeah,
5: that I, is you mean the best. I love, have, I love that. I
6: love that. I hate it. They both have crazy. F- oh oh no, is, that, is, have is that what your strong opinion was? I have a phobia of like close-ups of teeth. Like sometimes I'll, I I'll wake up at night from like Trent Reznor's teeth. Ah, uh, look uh, at them. Yeah. Oh, the so, dancing!
0: I love the choreography. What do we think? Yeah, what do we think about the choreography? It's the best thing. Did it's they come oh, for up sure.
2: with it themselves? Yes, I would say so. Because they do it from song to song too, in the other video. They do happy the Linnell weird is dances. There.
0: Do
6: you know like, where this was filmed? This
0: was filmed at the site of the 1964 World's Fair in uh, Queens.
2: Oh,
1: wow! So there you go. And, and yeah,
0: then they the, mention the World's Fair. in the William Allen White.
6: These fucking faces.
1: I'm gonna get there. I promise. Those,
6: those hats remind oh. me of the Slim Jim guy. The Slim, Slim Jim Gym guy. hats?
1: Oh, yeah. You said those hats are made out of what now? I think they're carpet. Carpet? Like, you said, like, velour carpet. Or fabric. Uh, Dana, or f- you said, like, velour carpet. Is Dana, what? A roll, carp- a roll of carpet or a roll of fabric.
5: Is it velour? Uh, they, are you talking like about the-, the velour hats? The carpet hats? Are you sure that they're velour? They look like it. Because that would oh, be yeah. perfect. It would and be. they are
6: outdoor they're outdoors. considering your
5: history are we yeah. gonna
6: get into how attractive oh, look they how, are by the, the way I love this part right here where look they're how crawling happy around they on the ground yeah God. because here's why
1: I like it is because it goes on for like four seconds too long oh yeah like like they any video could have had guys crawling oh. around but they were the ones that wanted to do it for a little bit longer yeah there
0: you go you know I let my students watch it and I'm like oh they're gonna say something during
2: this part the crotch that shot dance, but they man. didn't they did. I, um, you kind of have to be watching. For I think
5: it. this video was filmed at a different speed.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Man,
1: yes. Yeah. was not it filmed I like in fast and then slowed down, or slowed and then fast?
0: They lip sync to a slowed down version okay. of the song, and then when they sped it up, they look all hyper and nice. they are kind of hyper. Linell
5: just has this beautiful, uh, happy look on his face. That it, what I, I wrote down.
1: What I wrote down on my notes was manic. That's what I like about Flansburg's face for a lot of those and his teeth and shit because it's like this manic energy that's like almost like dangerous. Hold on,
0: look at Flansburgh's feet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's just like jiggling around all over the place. Man, oh, don't oh, do also, that to a I perfectly might add because this is an instrumentation with no accordion this is the video where they explode an accordion.
7: Yeah, I never oh. put that together.
1: Think about it. Mind blown. Mind
0: blown. MTV was like, no accordions allowed. So they're like, okay.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Right?
1: Um, <laughs> no, can we talk about that guy finally? Can we talk please,
7: about that guy's face?
2: Please, I'm begging you. Okay. Well, who, are Flans' you gonna, his face? Are
1: you going to tell us about Well, him? what's his name? I can't remember his dumb name. William Allen White. Oh, William, William Allen White. White. Did you okay. look him up? Do you know who he is? Yeah, I thought you were going to tell us. Well, I looked him up today because in my notes I wrote down, who is that guy? <laughs> So I, I, I think he's primarily known as a journalist. Well, uh, he was, I wrote, <laughs> are you? <laughs> well, here's the deal. I wrote down. I was like, "Who is that guy?" And then you said his name, so I googled him. Then I found him on Wikipedia, and I was reading like, "Oh, he was like an early like Teddy Roosevelt like progressive. He did a bunch of like he fought for the middle class. He fought for is the what? middle America. He did a, a lot of work against the Klan." good man, and then I roll down to the middle of the Wikipedia page, and there's a giant thing that he wrote about how Cubans aren't really people? Are you serious? Oh, Oh, big time. Don't tell me that. He's on my logo. He wrote it on 4chan. Oh,
5: I'm supremely disappointed He had a huge deal
1: about how, like, the Yankees need to take over Cubas because the the, the Cubans can't do it themselves. He said this in, like, the 20s, probably, right? It, It was, like, in the imperialist era where it was, like, we're gonna take over Cuba from Spain, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. But he was definitely on that side where it was like, "Well, Cubans aren't really human, right? Everybody, <laughs> anyone?" Yeah. Wow. He, he died in 1946, I believe. I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> so this
5: was
0: a long time ago, but still, that kind of sucks that yeah, he said that. Here here's my question: Is
1: Like, what do they know about him that they're using his face? I and don't know.
5: I think they and just like his face. Yeah, his face
1: is wild. I love it. And How they use a this? lot of presidents. <laughs> I get it.
0: How about this? Maybe, like the band, he looks so happy, but yeah. there's a darkness But it's a there. dark inside. Whoa. Yes, it's
6: thematic. I, I love it. I think they should replace his face with another face. <laughs> Maybe Harry Let's Harry digitally replace yeah. it in
2: the video with another face. <laughs> yeah, walkie-talkies or something. Uh, uh,
0: I-, I believe Anna Ng also has his face in it. What other videos? Oh, it's have everywhere. The- Even the She Was a Hotel Detective has a cartoon version of his face. Oh, there's tons an of it. It's in really? birdhouse, it's a birdhouse, isn't it? House. There you go. I've been
2: watching that video nonstop. Is it on the notice. placards that they're wearing, Sid? Huh. Oh. Well, they're wearing those eyeballs. Yeah, that's a Are wild sure?
1: video.
5: Oh. Whoa. Yeah, it's his they're eyeballs. his eyeballs.
0: <laughs> Do you want to talk on the microphone? That's fucked up. <laughs> William Allen White. Do you remember any other Don't videos that it's thank in? Thank you. I know right that now. his face is in Hotel Detective and Anna Ng. They show some other historical figures, but they use a lot of
1: presidents anyway. Like they're not—they're no stranger to monsters,
0: right? But he's like this guy's not a president. (laughs) The most prominent face that they use in there, like it's—it's on the wiki,
1: TMBW. yeah, totally.
0: It's so prominent and associated with them that I put it
5: on the.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it was just like a weird face they saw, and they're like, old guy, funny.
5: Maybe, maybe the picture is in the public domain, and they could
1: just yeah, yeah, totally. It's probably public
0: domain. The Flood logo, Flood has five letters, so I'm like this might be Uh, and then podcast. I'm like, well, what am I going to put in that other one? And it came to
2: me almost immediately. William Allen White's face. I, I would love W-A-W. this. It's almost certainly not true, but I would absolutely love this if they had no idea who that no guy idea. was. No idea at all. Yeah, <laughs> That would make my Completely. day.
1: I wouldn't like, ruin their day. I want to get a hold of Marty Beller. Call Marty Beller, your best friend, and tell him <laughs> what's happening. Hey,
5: I'm friends. Uh, Marty Beller is your I, best I, friend?
0: I'm. Get, oh, Marty Beller and Danny. You go way know. back, oh, right? Yeah. Danny, we go, Marty.
1: We go way back
0: to a month ago.
2: <laughs> so, do they have the same director for their videos from video to video? First couple, well, I think.
0: Like, look at... What? Okay, look at the uh, the DVD menu. It just it says... Okay, so it, it has... Uh, their first five videos were all directed by the same guy. And yeah. That, and that's why it says right here... Five videos directed by Adam Burnson. It makes yeah. perfect
2: sense. I read
0: that
1: retrospective that Flansburg just put out like a week or two ago, and he oh, talked about read. how this guy showed up and was like, hey, I really like your band. Can I, you know, I, I'm a video guy. Can I make your videos for free? I don't have yeah. any money. And they were like, well, that seems like a budget. So
0: the five videos were Put Your Hand Inside the Puppet Head was their first video. Yeah. And then Don't Let Start was a big jump in production quality. Uh, Then we had She Was a Hotel Detective. So those were all off the first self-titled album. Isn't Hotel Detective mostly like cartoons and shit? Yeah. Yeah. But it still had William Allen White's face in it. (laughs) Yeah, it had like dancing buildings. Classic racist William Allen White. Hey, I'm going to cut all this out. (laughs) So then we had Anna Ing off Lincoln and Birdhouse in Your Soul off Flood. uh, Another giant hit for them.
2: Uh, So yeah, Anna Bernstein did a great job with all those videos. They're all pretty iconic. Birdhouse was what made me ask that because they have that same sort of choice that happens where uh, they have one of their faces right up in the camera and then the other one's in the background. Yeah, totally. That's like a a move that that guy does constantly. I'm glad to find out that was true. I didn't want to be crazy again.
0: What's funny is there's only two members in the band, but they're always very carefully placed within the frame. Yeah, the blocking
2: is insane, for sure. Blocking, thank you. Blocking. There's a theater wow. guy or something here.
5: Blocking. Making fun of that? He no, knows just, terms. You?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, Mise, let's en <laughs> Mise en
2: scene. scene. <laughs> I think that might mean something related to this. Oh, we have an update okay, on dad. the crowd. We have... William White
0: Intel. Scott did mention against the Klan, White's finest hour came in his vigorous assault beginning with Gazette editorials in 1921 on the Ku Klux Klan, a crusade that led him to run for governor of Kansas in 1924 so that his anti-Klan message would reach a broader state and national audience. As expected, White did not win the election, but he was widely credited with deflating Klan intentions in Kansas. So here, us hear here for here. William Allen White. Just,
2: just keep scrolling for, down.
0: That's all I'm that saying. For part of
2: his career, let's give him <laughs> a round did block. a couple yeah. of great things. I mean,
0: honestly, back then, if you dug if you, if you, you dug into pretty much anyone's what they said, you know, famous people, they all said shitty stuff. People oh, were for just, sure. People Not were just... Not too different
5: from Donald Trump. Well, yeah. Yeah. We, we <laughs> as humans, you oh. know, we figure out we're doing shit wrong and we learn and we improve and I hope that... Sort of. Thanks to well, I mean, my dad. I hope he did that. But. Thanks to
0: my dad for finding that quote there.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying he wasn't, you know, right sometimes.
2: Broken clock is twice take, a day.
1: I'm taking a bold stand that Cubans
6: are people. Nice. <laughs> Way out on a limb.
2: Attack for Scott
1: me there. if you wish.
6: Scott says there's good people on both sides. <laughs> you, know, Scott, you heard it here yeah, first. <laughs> in this political landscape, that is surprisingly wow. a bold statement. That
5: was a, that was great. This, I'm having the best time. So are you saying
0: you're like immigrants? All right. Oh, that, right. <laughs> You got me. You wish they could immigrate here. You got me. We're going to talk about rails? how
6: attractive they are in the music video. I want to talk about their looks. I thought that's what we talked See, about the whole time. What? What, go, what do you got? Yeah, I. Well, I think Linnell is like their outfits. You mean? <laughs> yes. Let's talk about their designers. And mm, yeah. yeah, I. Yeah. Flansburgh doesn't do it for me, but I, I think there's just I such know, a. Are you crazy? Yeah, you're kidding me. I don't me. know. I guess it's the skinny, like artsy darkness of the song too. I'm not a huge fan of the music video because you're it's, not because it seems it's so happy here. and I kind of like. You can how probably turn it
0: all the way down. Let's just look, look at, at him. The, we're just gonna look at the visuals here. <laughs> With
6: his, you just don't plaid like his shirt. mouth. I want them just like sitting in a room reading a book, not looking at you.
0: Yeah, let's just watch them no without the song. Yeah, to there Really, you just take it in.
6: See, he shows uh, his teeth, but that doesn't bother me.
2: Really? Yeah. Sorry, I have a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, uh, which one, which ones flannel guy? Which ones are their names? Okay. Oh my know. god! Uh, oh my <laughs> god! Linell is the.
0: John <laughs> Linell Linel is I the black. John Linell sings lead on this song. Lin-
2: John Flansburg is the, is the guitarist. Got it. Flansburg wears flannel. Oh fuck! I don't sure. like
1: I don't like Linell's hair in this video.
6: I like his hair. I don't understand. His hair
5: is great. I I just want to point out that in the fandom of TMBG, nobody can get over either one of them's hair. Over what? It is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I I like his hair a
1: lot, but I don't like this one. (laughs) Hold on, we got it someone nice that wants hair. to talk
6: about hair. Everybody has to comment I on hate it. dudes with big floppy hair. You I fucking to, can't stand that It's like that Robert shit. Smith proto. Like <laughs> you have
5: to understand that this is total 90s here. For someone who listened to Flood in 1990 when it came to my college radio station on vinyl, this was amazing. If you were sitting in your dorm in where you didn't have cable except for one room in your dorm and you would stay up late and watch MTV and Ren and Stimpy late at night, nice. watching this was like... Holy crap. Dude. What is this? You're listening to the yeah.
6: 90s hair cast. Right. Uh, but I Total just don't understand hair.
5: the obsession with their hair.
0: Hey, I'm I mean, even 20. now. Even I now. Thanks,
5: Christina.
7: They're yeah.
1: So, how do they do that shot with the laying down and yeah. the rolling around, like a skateboard or something? That yeah. is
0: one of my students' favorite parts, and they're like, "Are they on a skateboard?" I'm like, "I don't know," but they they really like that part where they're just rolling around. That's my guess is like some sort of just like a weird skateboard. And is it a map? That I'm gonna learn this over? dance. It's like a map that's on the ground. I think.
2: <laughs> I think they have that guy's face in because they mean don't don't let start the clan is what they were <laughs> saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke of the is. show. Greg Moore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just can't get over their feet watching their feet
1: during the, the sped-up part, and then there goes the accordion. They really did blow up an accordion. That's good eye. Good eye. And Sir? what's impressive to me is like they've kept that same choreography. For like a billion years, yeah. like their newest videos still have that same
2: like odd, it's like dad face dance covering like,
7: like
2: I don't know what's going that's on how there. All dad's dance. It's yeah. such a bizarre thing to decide that's our aesthetic. Is that's to our thing. Do these weird little like dances. jerky, together.
1: uncoordinated but unison yeah. movements.
6: It's dad rock dance before that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's dad what, rock. Is that what you said? Dad, dad rock. rock. Yeah, those are yeah. dad
1: rock dance. I call it absurd pop. They knew they
6: were going to be dads. It's like pop it.
1: music, but it's absurd. Like, there's Ab- some sort of weird... Pop? Is that yeah, what you absurd mean? pop? Yeah, absurd pop. Some sort of, like, uh, uh, like undefinable <laughs> manic uh, 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 absurdity where they're laughing at everything, but it's still sincere. I don't yeah. know what to call that genre, but it's, like, my favorite genre.
0: I mean, you got to admit that it really grabs your attention because you could see some, like, huge spectacle, like, Beyonce dance that's, like, 30 people Flawless. All exactly in unison, popping and locking, or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, wow, that looks like it took a lot of work. But that's then you look exactly at this, what you call it. yeah, exactly right. Popping and lock- that's what the kids call it, yes, yeah, twerking for sure. Are they, yes, do they twerk still? Everything you're saying, yeah, I'm hip, I'm cool, but well, I'm that's 45. Why I, that's why I prefer dancing like this because you look at it and you're like, Well, they probably really thought hard about.
1: Doing it's something timeless. so goofy, <laughs> yeah. it definitely levels the playing field. It, like,
5: yes, it's accessible. Anybody can learn how to do this. Everybody looks stupid doing
1: it. Yeah, everyone looks uh, dumb doing it.
2: So it's no, a level playing field. No, you
6: don't. You field. look awesome or awesome. Did Beavis and ButtHead ever that's watch this video?
2: Was it? Did Beavis and ButtHead ever watch this? That's video. a good question. That is a good question. But that so would, would have, have, have been Pro amazing. Google it.
0: I don't have my phone. No, have. We'll never know. We'll never we will know. never know. Someone. I
1: got it, I got it. Okay. They must have oh, watched yeah. at, at on least it. one, though, right? Uh,
0: uh, you know, I will say that when I play it for, for children in class, because my first graders are learning a whole bunch of They Might Be Giant songs, mostly off the kids' albums, though, a couple uh, educational ones off the adult albums, but I'm like, they, they, they know about the podcast, essentially. Hopefully, they don't listen to it, because there's lots of goddamn cursing in it, but uh i showed them that video which is a clean video you know these guys don't swear i mean the worst words they say is like bitch or bastard right so okay w- they did on i like fun yeah. recently yeah. say the sh word oh no but, yep basically their old stuff is all pretty safe to show to kids and i will do the dances along with the video and they find it pretty great i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna lie they like what,
1: it. Where were you when I was in first grade? <laughs> God damn. In first grade. <laughs> in first grade as well. I swing Hootie
0: the Blowfish. I'm going to be performing a couple songs that I've learned with my kids. I mean, they're the ones I'm best at performing because I've done them twice a day with you know, the two first grade classes five days a week. So, Roy G. Biv and Paleontologist are two of my stronger songs. That, it's just true. Uh, okay, so... I think we could probably roll along, unless. Does anyone else in the crowd have anything to say about the video? About,
2: about specifically their looks in the video is not. I guess just the and video about their Hot hair. It's, for some reason you have really strong feelings about that.
0: The video is awesome, and their hair is awesome. We've already we all agree that their hair is <laughs> awesome. Already but figured that awesome. out. Yeah. Moving on. You, you have
6: a young man right there. That was, okay. He's wearing uh, knight armor. <laughs> yes, Ma-
0: Matthew here. He's wearing chainmail for some reason. I'm not sure why. Keep the
1: clinking out of the mic. Hey,
6: we gotta say that uh, Dan Electro
1: choral style
6: longhorn hollow body guitar is very excellent. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, shit-tag.
2: yes, totally. Plansberg is
0: known for having amazing guitars. I love his
1: square one
0: and the fact that he's a left-handed guitarist. He like I actually saw an old clip of him from the gigantic video where he's playing. Just it's uh, just a right-handed. Stratocaster flipped over, but so it plugs into the top of the guitar and the knobs are up top. And, that's and I'm so like, dude, do. how'd you play that? That's
5: so hard to do and hard yeah. to set up and just not but the, worth it. That was it. a left-handed
0: yeah, I guitar. Can't, I won't.
6: Uh, right? <laughs> I didn't even
0: know. The knobs were at the bottom.
6: Yeah. As a left-hander, like, I couldn't even do you begin. Do you play guitar? No. Okay. Not well. See, I, I'm
5: left-handed, but <laughs> I play guitar right-handed. I play, yeah, so, I play right-handed. Yeah.
6: Bet poorly. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> okay. So,
0: let's see. I don't even know. What the hell time do we actually start this thing?
5: I don't know. How
0: long has the video been rolling? I don't even know how long we've been talking. We've been doing
6: this for like three hours. My whole life.
0: Actually, it's gone by way faster than I thought it would. I think there's (laughs) less tangents because it's not just two people just like, nobody's listening to us. Let's just talk about whatever the hell we want. Not realizing that. I thought that's
2: what we were doing. Yeah. That's definitely what I've been doing. These
0: people came in here. They snuck in. What are all these people doing here? we got to stay on topic. Where am I? Who am I? Okay. So I think we have time. I want to play one of the live versions because this is a song from the duo era with Drum Machine. You got Linnell who plays keyboards. You got Flansburg who plays guitar. I believe he also plays the bass guitar. Um, what do you guys want to hear? Do you guys want to, the roundtable peeps, do you want to hear the 1994 version with the full band or the
1: 2014 version with the full band? Can I vote 2014? Because I think I found the 90s one, but I couldn't find the 2014 one. Okay. All right, so
5: Yeah. yeah. Greg I'm doesn't okay, want to hear any one. of them. This is I'm from, shrugging
1: on an audio podcast. This,
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is from a free... Uh, you can get this album for free on their website. It's called uh, First Album Live. Okay, So uh, this one Nick if we could go up on the volume just a little bit for this one to hear it. So this with the full band. Uh, is this the modern band? Is it in the full house? This yes. Is, thi- this is uh, Dan Miller Dan-, Dan Miller on guitar lead guitar. Miller Danny, Weinkopf, Danny Weinkopf Danny Weincoff on bass Marty Bell on drums yeah. and then Flans and Linnell obviously so this was recorded in 2014 uh, or released in 2014. I don't know. Close enough.
4: Sparks Give So
0: Marty Beller, I have to give a lot of credit, and all of their live drummers from since 93, I think they started playing with the live drummer, maybe 92. Um, but adapting those drum machine parts to a oh, live for sure. drum set? Like, Marty is amazing. And the 94 version is good, too, but just like those stops and starts, all that high hat work, like the really crisp, kss, like when you got
1: those starts and stops, I think he does a really good job. Yeah, they had to be like so, like exact to even like get the job with the band. Like, I'm, I don't even want to know what their fucking audition process looks like.
6: It's probably hard to do those starts when he's telling them not to. Good point. Oh very yeah, very good point.
2: <laughs> Nailed
6: it. it. Listen to what I'm singing.
0: Uh, yeah, and Danny Weinkoff, um, he 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 is very fairly recently gone from being the bassist in my favorite band to being one of my favorite bassists. Like, we're not really playing it right now to be able to do the bass part justice, you know. Bass parts, you really got to hone in on them sometimes. But he takes these bass parts, which are in the 80s stuff.
2: Which were already the greatest New Wave bass line of all time. Exactly. Uh
0: But he ornaments them, like, to a nth degree. But he makes them so melodic. He takes what was great about them and he just, like, adds even more counter-melody. Like, there's so much counter-melody in the bass parts on Modern They Might Be Giants. So, uh, and Dan Miller can shred on lead guitar. Oh, so. man,
5: I'm such a huge hashtag Dan fan.
2: Hell hashtag yeah. Dan fan. But <laughs> you got to specify Dan. which Dan. They used to have three.
5: <laughs> well, Miller time. Oh, Miller time. Ta- it's Miller time?
2: Multiple Johns and multiple Dans. They had a full house for a while. The full house. I
1: love the full, I, I love the full the house, The band, band of man. Dans. Dance. Band of Dans. Band
2: of Dans. For about four or five years, they had Dan Hickey yeah, on drums.
1: Two so, Johns and three Dans, full two, house. Yep.
2: Scott's name is Dana now, so we can have three Gregs, two <laughs> no, Danas. I think we've hey, that's got, not bad. Yeah,
1: if hey. I only change my name to Dan, we could have a full house right
2: here. Uh, yep. Dana is a
5: unisex name, right? <laughs> yeah, like Dana Carvey. You could yeah, be Dana. He's chopping three. broccoli.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Chopping <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> this guy looks like he fucking chops broccoli. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He <laughs> looks like a young Haley Joel Osment. So, well.
0: Were we able to find out That's if Beavis and Butthead watched any They
2: Might Be Giants videos? You guys are blown out there. I don't think they did. She'd have to like go through the entire list of videos they watched. which yeah, they were God's a lot. Sakes. I don't know. Yeah that cannot be true. That cannot be true. I totally agree. Can you call up Mike Just Judge? call oh up God. Mike
5: Judge and ask him.
2: Yeah. Well, we need somebody to make a complete list of every video Beavis and Butthead watched, apparently. Yeah. Someone listening to this, that's your job. It's not mine. I would love to know how they reacted to something like this. <laughs> yeah. They probably
0: would have been... I think they actually would have liked it. Yeah. because all They would stuff, have been
2: scared, but then they would have liked it. Right,
0: because all the stuff was kind of the same. But let's see, Beavis and Butthead started in, I want to say, 94. Four? 93. 93? I mean, yeah, so, like, something like that. Maybe they would have seen the statue got me high and they would have been like, oh, <laughs> uh, he, high. he got high.
5: high.
0: <laughs> 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 this hey, is Beavis. cool. That's <laughs> credible. That a good white. Yeah. Who can do Beavis? <laughs> <laughs> oh my
7: God.
0: <laughs> That's a different podcast.
7: <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, getting
0: high is cool, but getting high off a statue, how does that work? I don't know.
6: Yeah,
1: I don't know
7: if you would think that hard about it. That's a little
6: Napoleon. I don't think Butthead
1: would think that hard about it. Uh, (laughs) Can I take it a little bit highbrow real quick? Uh, I guess. Can I
2: high-road you guys? Sure. I can't guarantee I'm going to understand. but I heard
1: a story one time about uh, Miles Davis uh, playing uh, the song So What uh, off of Kind of Blue. It was very, very popular. And over the years, he got very, very sick of playing it. And so what they do at concerts was to be to um, play it really, really fast, like four or five times faster than normal. So like when I listen to those newer covers of Don't Let's Start, that's kind of what it reminded me of. They kind of like we're like ripping through it really quick. So do, here's my question to you guys is do you think that they like are sick of some of their old songs and rip through them yes. like, as like, quickly as possible? No.
5: I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily notice it in the tempo of it, but in but just, the live album, yeah. the ones that they've done over and over and over, you can hear that in Linell's voice. And I don't mean any disrespect, yeah. but it's you just know.
1: It's like you, I've sung a m- songs a billion fucking times, and you're just like, okay, I'm yeah. I'm kind of yep. over this. I'm over it. I'm done. What's I, your I, don't
2: let's start? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Can can you edit this out? No. I, think, I think they're just Miles Davis fans. Yeah. I don't have any capabilities. This it's is going a to real to real. Yeah. This is going straight to tape.
0: Oh, there's a real to real machine over there. Well, you have a uh, splicer. Yeah, I I don't own any scissors. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I you know I would think that um, now. My mom and dad were on the Istanbul, not Constantinople episode. Oh now, There's yeah. <laughs> another song they've been playing for a really, really long time. And every time they put out a live version of it, which I think has been three times, yeah. it is incredibly different. Now, I think they do everything in their power to not be sick of it, and their fans are open to new interpretations. Yeah. I really did like a completely, that, too. They did a completely electronic version of Istanbul.
5: I love that one. I'm
0: honestly kind of surprised we haven't heard... A more drastically different version of "Don't Let's Start." I mean, is that sure. one where they're like, "No, we couldn't possibly like make With it a, post Malone." Make it, <laughs> yeah. make it yeah, <laughs> post Malone. I think they could do a new metal one.
5: I don't get the post Malone references. I just have seen pictures of him <laughs> and his tattoo. You're face. fine. Okay. You, you do
0: not do, need to. Do not, know. not worry. Okay. <laughs> his hair is not as cool as Linell's. I or saw Flamberg. him on an
5: episode of Fallon, and they went to Olive Garden and spent hundreds of dollars on all this food, and that's all I know about him. And oh, I don't, cool. That's it. I, I mean, don't get I d- the
1: joke. I've never even heard like a weird version of Particle Man except for that school children version on that early years. The what version? Oh, the, the, school, the school children, children, children one. I, I, have, well, I haven't even heard like a crazy version of that for as far example, as
0: uh, a, Actually, uh, Abby Bash, who lives in England, she's designing. Oh, I love
5: her so much. She's
0: designing merchandise for the pod. We're going to have buttons Thank and you, stickers Abby. pretty soon. Nice. Um, she pointed me out to a version of Particle Man where, so I recently got a stylophone. A stylophone, it's a little monophonic synthesizer that you play with a stylus and oh you touch God. it to complete the circuit to oh make my the sound. God. And, and she told me, there's a version of Particle Man where Linnell plays the stylophone. All right. From Did like, you, I yeah. don't know, it's from like 94 maybe. It was a little bit after Flood. So it's like some morning show, I think, and they're like, uh, we want you to play Particle Man. And they're like,
5: "And yeah, oh all God, right, exactly. Well,
0: I just got this new toy. I'm going to play this instead.
5: <laughs> and they're giggling <laughs> at each other. <laughs>
0: yeah, Is like
5: that the one where they're giggling at each other? Yeah, they're like laughing because yeah. he's like having
0: trouble with it. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so, well, it's not perfect.
0: <laughs> it's hard how, to play those. I mean, how come there's no stylophone version of Don't Let's Start? Why not? <laughs> you know, write
2: to somebody. Talk to your best friend. I'll talk guy. to
0: my best friend, Marty Peller.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- Is Dana, he really
5: he, Whitney Houston? Is that the truth? Marty Beller, since he's your best friend, is he really Whitney Houston? No,
0: he's just, I just liked talking to him on the phone (laughs) that one time. It was cool. I'm
5: just. Have you heard any weird live
0: versions of uh, Don't Let's Start, Dana? No. Okay, yeah. It's weird. I don't know. Because they've done a lot of old songs in a lot of different ways. But this one, they pretty much just maybe up the tempo a little bit. Linnell might fiddle with the melody, but really. They keep pretty true to the original. Yeah, they're pretty
5: good guys to play it for everybody who still wants to hear it after all this time. And they've probably played it more than anything else. And they still do it.
0: Yeah, it's their satisfaction. Yeah. It's it's their satisfaction. So, God, I'm so sick of that song. Um, But people, I wonder if there's any sets that they haven't played it at. I bet there are times when they haven't played it. Because they're not the kind of band to be like, well, we have to play this. If they don't want to play it, I, I mean, I would, would be fine it.
5: if I didn't hear it.
0: You would I, be fine if the song was retired forever.
5: No, not forever. But okay. if I went to a show and they didn't play it that night, that's. Okay. I don't think I've
1: ever heard it live. I I've would, seen them quite a few times.
5: Yeah, really? really, I, I would don't rather think so. hear them play it because they want to than play it and but half-ass it because they're sick of it. You, you should know? search
0: the wiki, and it probably has the set list Scott from the shows you went to. If yeah, you can but, figure out when they yeah, were. Yeah, I can't
1: guarantee that I wasn't out of my head at the time. So. <laughs>
0: Did the statue get you high? It's possible. I'm
1: not
0: on trial. It was a statue of William Allen White, <laughs> and he was punching a Klan member. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Damn, that just got me high, right?" Okay, so you have no so idea how that works. I have no, I don't actually, actually. Uh, so I think now's come the time. Everyone's favorite part of my podcast
2: is when I make them score the song. So we're gonna score this song. What? What are we doing it? Are we doing it like we did on our podcast where we gave it a baseball thing? Like, no, it's a no. triple. Please no, we, God, no! No, don't no, no,
0: no. Please God, uh, no.
2: We're just going one to ten, but you can use
0: decimals. Uh, so I think Greg is going to be the first one to rate it. One Typically, people rate it against their favorite They Might Be Giant song. So if oh. it's your favorite, feel
2: free to give oh, it a 10. Wait, so if 10 if ten is ten means my favorite They Might Be Giant song?
0: Ranking it among their catalog of which you know like five songs.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know, 9.5, I guess. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I think it's my favorite They Might Be Giant there you song, go. but I'm so, not sure. Do you like it better than Birdhouse? Or what's a 10? Birdhouse? Maybe they're they're both 9.5s because they tie. I don't know. (laughs) It's like you
1: didn't think of this at all.
2: Uh, It's uh, almost like I didn't think of this even a little bit.
0: (laughs) Get out of here, man. Uh, uh, Dana, what do you score? Don't let start. You just said verbatim, I never want to hear this song again. No, I did not.
5: No, I... I, We um, all heard
0: it. (laughs) It's um, on the computer now. No,
5: I'd be okay if I didn't hear it. Um,
0: like at a show, you're like, if they didn't play
5: it. For, you know, sentimentality reasons. And I mean, it is a good song, and I love the video, and I'm here because of the song. Obviously, I do like it. But um, it's it's not a 10 for me. It's not my favorite one. Um, I guess... What's your
0: favorite thing, Giant Giants? Song? Uh, what are you basing it against? Because I've you probably get that a lot. Objection! Really? That, yeah. yeah. Objection! Okay.
5: That's
1: not a fair question.
5: Uh, but Je- well, but that is can't... a hard
0: question. But for he's me, he's also overruled. leading the witness. I, um, <laughs> hey, I'm the goddamn host of this thing. I,
5: <laughs> <laughs> not well, just the host, the goddamn host.
0: Out of thirty episodes I've recorded, I've only given one ten, and it was Doctor Worm yeah. and Anna Eng was yeah, nine point nine. I've <laughs> only given one ten. I'm trying to be. You know,
5: yeah, this is judicious a, about this. Not a Just 10 remember, me. They're probably, listening to the
6: podcast. Yeah, the uh, band is listening to the podcast, so you're no, scoring. they're not.
5: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Marty if they is. They are. I am so sorry, but um, what are you scoring at? I don't know. I'll give it an eight. An eight.
2: I am a guess. It feels like you were forced into that.
5: I'll give it an eight.
2: You think she would have gone lower?
5: No, I, no I would not go lower You were badgering than that. the witness. That's lower. what I meant
2: to say before. I'm not
1: a monster.
0: She went
2: lower because I was being mean.
0: <laughs> I'm so mean on this podcast, all the people rating on iTunes will say so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mean. Uh, Greg Lindberg, what uh, are you going to score, Don't Let's Start, among They Might Be Giants canon?
6: 8.675. I, I thought you were going to go 666.
0: 2. <laughs> 1. I thought for sure you'd go eight point six six six. Come on, let's not go blue. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the racy part of the podcast. Uh, Scott Curry,
1: what do you score? Don't let's start. I can't believe that I'm going to be the bad guy. The bad I'm, guy. I, I'm putting it right around like 6.2. six point two. Yeah. I should have invited different people. Yeah, here. I think maybe. Yeah, like this wouldn't even wow. make like my like playlist if I was making yeah. like a road well, I, trip I playlist. It. Yeah, like on listening to it, I'm a big fan of the lyrics. Uh, I'm a big fan of the song in, in itself, but there's just so many better things. Yeah, si- six and a quarter at tops. Wow. Okay. Tops.
0: Ho- holy, holy jeez. Holy jeez, guys. Whoa. Now, uh, okay. So I guess I got to score this. And um, I mean, I'm giving it the highest score out of anybody. Clear here, clearly, but I felt like I was being conservative, giving it a goddamn nine. I'm giving it a nine because this is like nine point five. Oh, you said nine point five. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: it's almost like you weren't listening.
0: I well, it was like (laughs) it was like three minutes ago. I can't remember three minutes ago. Okay, so Greg scored at the highest, but. He's only heard two songs. Which is so, correct. Oh, uh,
2: be I've, nice. <laughs> it's true.
0: It's true. He's really? not
5: wrong. You've only heard two of them? No, seven oh. or eight. Okay. Sure. Seven That's or eight. <laughs>
0: seven
2: like or not eight. even a full album.
5: <laughs> That's a whole ten minutes worth of They Might Be Giant songs. <laughs> I guess
2: we I guess we listened to like ten in the car on the way here. So There you go. Yeah, there we covered a
1: lot on the ride.
7: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a nine because stacking
0: up to... I think that might be the third highest score I've given. I'm trying not to even give them a nine. So we got Dr. Worm, followed by Inning, followed by Don't Let's Start. So there's a lot of good songs I haven't scored yet. But I got to give this a nine. It's just an iconic song. I still sing along with it every time. I'm never going to hit skip on a playlist. It's going to go on every They Might Be Giants playlist I've, I make ever. Um, and scott is not going to be allowed to play his songs during <laughs> during the tribute musical portion i've been canceled he has, he has since been if banned he's, if censorship. he's canceled
5: then i'm leaving too because i was looking forward to hearing him and, and, so. censorship and he's on the he's on the can't keep johnny down
1: episode but i'm just going to drag that right
5: to yeah, the trash
2: that's,
1: that's good yeah let's go right in the trash it's called the recycle bin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this is the part of the show where he wants to know your honest opinion
0: about yeah. it. but I yeah.
5: yeah.
2: want to know, <laughs> I I know your honest you opinion, sir? but only
0: if it's an
5: eight or higher. <laughs> it's only a no. fair report if it's a good report.
0: Right. That's fine. I just didn't expect. Usually I'm the one that gives the lower score because my guest is like, well, I'm only on one episode or two. 9.9. Hey, hey, I didn't I, pick I got this the conservative. song, man. I got to be conservative. Well, I picked you to be on it, and now, frankly, I'm regretting it. <laughs> totally so, regret it. Now you had a, the, you all had a lot of very great thoughts on the song, and uh, you're allowed your opinions, I guess. So I'm, I'm giving what it a, a great nine. way to end. I'm, wait, hold on. So we got to average these scores. Uh, someone get out their calculator on their phone. No. So we got nine, nine point five, uh, and a cough, and I said eight. Eight, and we had eight you can round it to 8.7. 8.7, and we had like... Six and a quarter. Six and a quarter. So really, I think that
2: averages out to be a pretty decent score for a... Uh, pretty good.
7: 8, what what 8. are you scoring it,
2: 8. Derek? 8.6. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Top uh, score and bottom score get thrown out. Do you two give it a 10? Is
0: it 10? Okay. I wish everyone had scorecards like in the... You know, the gymnastics competition or the figure skating, everyone holds up a scorecard. You need
2: to do that the next time you do a
5: like everybody. Did we stick the
0: landing? Everybody hold up your napkin. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> come didn't come out of the tuck in time. All right, so we got an 8 over here, we got a 9 over here. Seven, you got I a seven. 7. I see a 7. 7. Okay. All right. Kara, <laughs> what do you what do you score this on? What? 9, you said 9. 9. That is correct. <laughs> Quit sucking <laughs> okay. up, guys. Come on. That is correct. That's why I married her, because she rated this uh, a nine. Oh, oh, you're... Yeah, yeah. Okay, this was the last segment, Naomi. We're done, okay? So uh, thank you for listening to us talk about a song that you may or may not be familiar with. And if your back's turned to me right now, you probably don't care. But maybe some music will be good, and we're going to kick it off. We got, like, a ton of songs, different songs, but there will be one band covering Don't Let's Start and it's a Lafayette, famous Lafayette band, Frank Muffin. So in well just a minute, yeah. So that concludes the episode. Uh, thank you of this. for having Best. me. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. To Greg Moore, Dana Williamson, Greg Lindberg, and Scott Curry, everybody. everybody let's hear it for my great. guests. Thank you, guys. Meats, nie- and Greg. Okay, alrighty. Thanks again for listening to this first live episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, so please follow us on Twitter at this might be a pod. Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. Give us a like there. Uh, email at this might be a pod at gmail. And call us at 224 801 2930 That again is 224 801 2930 Leave us a voicemail. I love those. You can also text me on there. But it's probably best to voicemail for me to for me to keep track of that. And the emails are a good way for me to keep track of the mailbag because sometimes I will forget where people have left me messages. Too many ways to contact each other these days. It's a weird problem to have. Uh, so please leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, follow us on Spotify. I think that's something you could do. Um, give us a five-star rating or whatever it is on wherever you're listening. So thanks again. And, uh... Yeah, have a good one. Later. (laughs) No one
4: in the world ever gets what they For all destruction, over and over you And do I need a bounce to be teeny this torture? Don't, don't, don't let's start This thing is the worst part They believe for all the world That you are my precious little girl But don't, don't, don't let's start I've got a weak heart And I don't get around How you get around Precious little girl, but don't, don't, don't let's start. I've got a weak heart, and I do no, get around. How you get around? Good evening, everybody. with i Johnson from Brooklyn. Thank y'all for coming out to the
7: show.